0: Hello and welcome to the Michigan City Public Library podcast. I'm Miss Dana and today we're going to be talking about fantasy stories for Magical May. But first, let's talk about upcoming library events for May. On Saturday, May 7th from 2 to 3 p.m., local music groups from around the country are celebrating National Music Week with the theme of Music is Inspiration. Monday Musicales annual concert to celebrate will be here to help recognize the wonderful talent in our community. On Monday, May 9th at 630, Great Decisions will meet at the library to discuss industrial policy and Biden's agenda. Reading material will be available at the circulation desk. Also on Mondays from 530 to 7 p.m., the Needle Arts Club meets. They promote all forms of needle arts such as crochet, knitting, needlepoint, cross-stitch, crewel, tatting, and other hand-stitching. All skill levels and ages are encouraged to exchange skills and materials. On Thursday, May 12th, enjoy a delicious meal at Galveston Steakhouse and help the Friends of the Library at the same time. No coupon necessary, just let your server know you'll be supporting the Friends of the Library give back. The Friends appreciate your support. On Friday, May 20th from 11.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., the Red Cross will be here for a blood drive. Walk-ins are welcome. For kids, on Tuesdays from 3.30 to 5.00 p.m., the Makerspace will be open for Open Lab. Create, discover, and tinker with Lego WeDo, MicroBits, Paper Circuits, Ozobots, and more for kids ages 6 to 17. On Wednesdays, May 11th and 25th, join us on Zoom for Dungeons & Dragons, now at a new time, from 4 to 6 p.m. Registration is required for new players on our website. This is for kids aged 10 to 18. On Wednesday, May 18th at 4 p.m. is our monthly Tinkercad workshop. Design, remix, and explore your creativity with Tinkercad. This serves as an introduction to 3D design, art, and printing. No prior experience is necessary, and all registered participants get a free 3D print of their own creation. We hope to see you all for these events and more at the library. This month's book theme is my favorite genre, fantasy. I've read most of these books and I'm looking forward to even more and so hopefully you will want to stop in and chat with me about them after you've read them too. First for adult fiction is Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan, a captivating and romantic debut epic fantasy inspired by the legend of the Chinese moon goddess Chang'e in which a young woman's quest to free her mother pits her against the most powerful immortal in the realm growing up on the moon xing yen is accustomed to solitude but when her magic flares and her existence is discovered she's forced to flee her home leaving her mother behind alone powerless and afraid she makes her way to the celestial kingdom a land of wonder and secrets Disguising her identity, she seizes an opportunity to learn alongside the Emperor's son, mastering archery and magic, even as passion flames between her and the prince. To save her mother, Yin embarks on a perilous quest, confronting legendary creatures and vicious enemies. Daughter of the Moon Goddess begins an enchanting duology, which weaves ancient Chinese mythology into a sweeping adventure of immortals and magic, of loss and sacrifice, where love vies with honor, dreams are fraught with betrayal, and hope emerges triumphant. You can find Daughter of the Moon Goddess in the adult display area under Tan Su Lin. Next is Where the Drowned Girls Go by Sean McGuire. In the next edition to Sean McGuire's beloved Wayward Children series, students at an anti-magical school rebel against the oppressive faculty. There is another school for children who fall through doors and fall back out again. It isn't as friendly as Eleanor West's home for wayward children, and it isn't as safe. When Eleanor West decided to open her school, her sanctuary, her home for wayward children, she knew from the beginning that there would be children she couldn't save. And when Cora decides she needs a different direction, a different fate, a different prophecy— Miss West reluctantly agrees to transfer her to the other school where things are run very differently. She will soon discover that not all doors are welcoming. You can find Where the Drowned Girls Go in the adult display area under McGuire, Shannon. Next is A Letter to Three Witches by Elizabeth Bass. Nearly a century ago, Gwen Engle's great-great-grandfather cast a spell with catastrophic side effects. As a result, the Grand Council of Witches forbade his descendants from practicing witchcraft. But then Gwen and her cousins, Trudy and Milo, receive a letter from Gwen's adopted sister, Tanith, informing them that she's bewitched one of their partners and will run away with him at the end of the week. While Gwen frets about whether to trust her scientist boyfriend currently out of town on a beetle studying trip, she's worried that local grad student Jeremy is secretly a watcher doing his own research. Cousin Trudy is so stressed that she accidentally enchants her cupcakes, creating havoc among her bakery customers and in her marriage. Perhaps it's time the family took back control and figured out how to harness their powers. How else can Gwen decide whether her growing feelings for Jeremy are real or the result of too many of Trudy's cupcakes? You can find A Letter to Three Witches in the Adult Fiction section under Bass Elizabeth. And finally for Adult Fiction, Wild and Wicked Things by Francesca May. In the aftermath of World War I, a naive woman is swept into a glittering world filled with dark magic, romance, and murder in this lush and decadent debut. On Crow Island, people whisper, real magic lurks just below the surface, and neither real nor fake magic interests Annie Mason. Not after it stole her future. She's only on the island to settle her late father's estate and hopefully reconnect with her long-absent best friend, Beatrice, who fled their dreary lives for a more glamorous one. Yet, Crow Island is brimming with temptation, and the biggest one may be her enigmatic new neighbor. Mysterious and alluring, Emmeline Delacroix is a figure shadowed by rumors of witchcraft. And when Annie witnesses a confrontation between Bia and Emmeline at one of the island's extravagant parties, she's drawn into a glittering and haunted world. A world where boundaries of wickedness are tested and the cost of illicit magic might be death. You can find wild and wicked things in the adult display area under Mae Francesca. Moving into a young adult fantasy, first is a book I've been wanting to read, the Bone Spindle by Leslie Vetter. Fi is a bookish treasure hunter with a knack for ruins and riddles who definitely doesn't believe in true love. Shane is a tough-as-dirt girl warrior from the North who likes cracking skulls, pretty girls, and doing things her own way. Briar Rose is a prince under a sleeping curse who's been waiting a hundred years for the kiss that will wake him. Cursed princes are nothing but ancient history to Fy, until she pricks her finger on a bone spindle while exploring a long-lost ruin. Now she's stuck with the spirit of Briar Rose until she and Shane can break the century-old curse on his kingdom. Dark magic, witch hunters, and bad exes all stand in her way, not to mention a mysterious witch who might wind up stealing Shane's heart along the way. But nothing scares Fi more than the possibility of falling in love with Briar Rose. You can find The Bone Spindle in the young adult display area under Vetter Leslie. Next is a book I currently have checked out, so I'll have to return it soon, An Arrow to the Moon by Emily X.R. Pan. Hunter Yi has perfect aim with his bow and arrow, but all else in his life veers very wrong. He's sick of being haunted by his family's past mistakes. The only things keeping him from running away are his little brother, a supernatural wind, and a bewitching girl at his new high school. Luna Chang dreads the future. Graduation looms ahead, and her parents' expectations are stifling. When she begins to break the rules, she finds her life upended by the strange new boy in her class. An arrival of unearthly fireflies, and an ominous crack spreading across the town of Fairbridge. As Hunter and Luna navigate their family's enmity and secrets, everything around them begins to fall apart. All they can depend on is their love, but time is running out and fate will have its way. You can find an arrow to the moon in the young adult display area under Pan Emily XR. Next is Fire Becomes Her by Rosie Thorne. Flare is power. With a drop of flare, one can light the night sky with fireworks or burn a building to the ground. And 17-year-old Ingrid Ellis wants her fair share. Ingrid doesn't have a family fortune, monetary or magical, but at least she has a plan rise to the top on the arm of Lyndon Holt, heir to a hefty political legacy and the largest fortune of flair in all of Candace. Her only obstacle is Lyndon's father, who refuses to acknowledge her. So when Senator Holt announces his run for president, Ingrid uses the situation to her advantage. She strikes a deal to spy on the senator's opposition in exchange for his approval and the status she so desperately craves. And finally is a book that I've very much looked forward to getting my hands on, A Magic Steeped in Poison by Judy I. Lin. For Ning, the only thing worse than losing her mother was knowing that it's her own fault. She was the one who unknowingly brewed the poison tea that killed her, the poison tea that now threatens to also take her sister, Shu. When Ning hears of a competition to find the kingdom's greatest Shenang Shi masters of the ancient and magical art of tea making, she travels to the imperial city to compete. The winner will receive a favor from the princess, which may be Ning's only chance to save her sister's life. But between the backstabbing competitors, bloody court politics, and a mysterious and handsome boy with a shocking secret, Ning might actually be the one in more danger. You can find a magic steeped in poison in the young adult display area under Lynn Judy I. Moving into J-Fiction, first is The Disappearing Act by Katrina Moore. Bessie Lee might be the teeniest in her first grade class, but with the tap, tap, tap of her wand, some glitter, and a little magic, she's going to dazzle the crowds to win the school talent show but when a trick goes disastrously wrong, Rufus, the class hamster, disappears. Can Bessie find a way to bring him back in time, or is Rufus truly gone forever? Kid-friendly and engaging, the Teeny Houdini series is a good fit for early chapter book readers. And as a bonus, kids learn the real and simple steps to different magic tricks in each book. You can find The Disappearing Act in the Juvenile Display Area under Moore, Katrina. Next is Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms by Jamar J. Perry. Cameron Battle grew up reading the Book of Chidani, cherishing stories about the fabled kingdom that cut itself off from the world to save the Igbo people from danger. Passed down over generations, the book is Cameron's only connection to his parents, who disappeared one fateful night two years ago. Ever since, his grandmother has kept the book locked away, but it calls to Cameron. When he and his best friends, Zeon and Aaliyah, decide to open it again, they are magically transported to Chidani. Instead of a land of beauty and wonder, they find a kingdom in extreme danger, as the queen's sister seeks to destroy the barrier between worlds. The people of Chidani have been waiting for the last descendant to return and save them. Is Cameron ready to be the hero they need? You can find Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms in the Juvenile Display Area under Perry Jamar J. Next is A Baker's Guide to Robber Pie by Caitlin Sangster. Evie Baker is a great storyteller, an avid prankster, and a fantastic baker. And while she loves her parents' bakery, she has no plans to stay in their small town and become stuffy or static. Evie wants to go on adventures, and she knows just what she needs to do it. With her best friend Cecily by her side, Evie sets off into the old forest to find one of the fell, a group of crow-like magical creatures who can't lie. She is sure her family's irresistible raspberry tart and a carefully crafted deal will get them to take her on a magical adventure without getting her eaten or worse but the forest hides many dangers, and when they finally find their fowl, they also discover a nest of robbers. Having seen the robber lord's face, Evie is whisked away into hiding for her own protection. But even in the queen's own city, trouble has a way of finding her. You can find A Baker's Guide to Robber Pie in the juvenile display area under Sangster, Caitlin. And finally, for juvenile fiction, we have my most anticipated J-fiction release, Zachary Ying and the Dragon Emperor by Shiran J. Zhao. Zachary Ying never had many opportunities to learn about his Chinese heritage. His single mom was busy enough making sure they got by, and his schools never taught anything except for Western history and myths. So Zachary is woefully unprepared when he discovers he was born to host the spirit of the first emperor of China for a vital mission, sealing the leaking portal to the Chinese underworld before the upcoming ghost month blows it wide open. The mission takes an immediate wrong turn when the first emperor botches his attempt to possess Zach's body and binds to Zach's AR gaming headset instead, leading to a battle where Zack's mom's soul gets taken by demons. Now, with one of history's most infamous tyrants yapping in his headset, Zack must journey across China to heist magical artifacts and defeat figures from history and myth, all while learning to wield the Emperor's incredible water dragon powers. And if Zack can't finish the mission in time, the spirits of the underworld will flood into the mortal realm and he could lose his mom forever. You can find Zachary Ying and the Dragon Emperor in the juvenile display area under Zhao Shiran J. And for our final fantasy category, picture books. First is Magic Candies by Hina Baek. Tong- Tong could never have imagined what everyone around him was thinking, but when he gets a hold of some magic candies, suddenly there are voices everywhere. He can hear how his couch feels, what upsets his dog, and that his demanding dad loves him. He even gets to catch up with his dead grandmother. It turns out these voices in Tong Tong's life have a lot to say. Is Tong Tong ready to hear it? It turns funny. Weird and heartfelt, this imaginative picture book from award-winning Korean author Hina Baek will take readers along on Tong Tong's journey as he goes from lonely to brave. You can find magic candies in the picture book section under Baek, Hina. Next is Magic Like That by Samara Cole Doyen. Natural hair is magical, but magic isn't easy. As a young black girl patiently waits for her mother to finish her newest hairstyle, she wonders what stunning, majestic, awe-inspiring form her hair will take next. With radiant illustrations by Geneva Bowers and beautiful, poetic text written by Samara Coldoyan, magic like that will inspire young readers of all textures to believe in the beauty of their natural selves. You can find magic like that in the picture book section under Doyen Samara Cole. Next is Over in the Woodland by Nicole Abreu. With gorgeously detailed illustrations and rhythmic text, Over in the Woodland is a magical counting adventure sure to capture the imagination of readers young and old. Based on the classic children's rhyme over in the meadow, this beautiful and whimsical version replaces frogs and birds with mermaids, dwarves, centaurs, and other creatures of the woodland realm. Count from one phoenix to ten griffins and find the adorable baby griffin hiding on each delightful page. You can find Over in the Woodland in the picture book section under Abreu Nicole. And finally, we have Who Wants to Be a Princess? What it was really like to be a medieval princess by Bridget Hios. Did you ever wish to be a princess? Have you ever wanted to wear a pretty pink gown, sing to your forest animal friends, and attend a fancy fairy tale ball? Then meet Beatrice. She represents what being a princess in the Middle Ages was really like. Pink gown? More like itchy wool. Sing to animals? Think archery and horseback riding instead. Beatrice's life is no fairy tale, but she will show you that fact can sometimes be more fascinating than fantasy. This humorous, brightly illustrated book offers the irresistible comparison of fairy tale versus real life in medieval times. You can find Who Wants to Be a Princess in the picture book section under Hios Bridget. Hopefully you'll try one of these fantasies and it'll be a new favorite. And speaking of, let's talk about my favorite book of April. I actually read this on the last day of April, but it still counts. The Red Palace by Jun-Hur is about a curious period of history in Korea. Joseon, Korea, 1758. There are a few options available to illegitimate daughters in the capital city, but through hard work and study, 18-year-old Heian has earned a position as a palace nurse. All she wants is to keep her head down, do a good job, and perhaps finally win her estranged father's approval. But Heian is suddenly thrust into the dark and dangerous world of court politics when someone murders four women in a single night, and the prime suspect is Heian's closest friend and mentor. Determined to prove her beloved teacher's innocence, Heian launches her own in- secret investigation. In her hunt for the truth, she encounters Eojin, a young police inspector also searching for the killer. When evidence begins to point to the crown prince himself as the murderer, Heian and Eojin must work together to search the darkest corners of the palace to uncover the deadly secrets behind the bloodshed. This was a super fascinating historical fiction murder mystery. It's actually based on a real Crown Prince of Korea, Prince Sado. He is said to have killed over 100 people in his fits of rage, and his first documented kill was beheading a eunuch and showing it to his wife and ladies-in-waiting. He was, in the end, ordered to step inside a rice chest, which was then locked, and he died eight days later. This was because if he was tried or convicted of a crime, his whole family, including his wife and son, the heir to the throne in Korea, would also be put to death with him. So his father ordered him to step into the chest as kind of a work around that law. But this is only loosely inspired by Crown Prince Sado, but it doesn't stop the Crown Prince from being the prime suspect to these horrific murders. But there is a lot more at play here, and I really enjoyed it and all of the mystery and how intricate it was. I did like the romance, which was not the focus, but it did add to the story. It was dark and fun, and I do highly recommend it. We don't own it at the Michigan City Public Library, but you can stop into the reference department and request it from another library for free using interlibrary loan. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in again on May 20th for another interview with a librarian. This is Miss Dana, hoping you have a great week. Bye!